Good morning again, church. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, what an honor and blessing it is to be with you this morning. I'm actually filling in for Jim, who right now is in his motherland of Arkansas on vacation, so he's hoping to get good rest. Uh, but unfortunately for you, it means you're stuck with me for today. Uh, and being stuck with me today, uh, I want to tell you about my most hated word. Kind of a weird place to start, I know. But my most hated word, not because of how it sounds, not a word like moist, for example. I'm sorry if you heard that and hate that word. Not how, not how it sounds or how people say it, uh, but the connotations that I've assigned to this word, I can't stand it. Uh, one of my least favorite words of all time is potential. I've always hated this word. And actually, I, I wrote about this a while ago, so this is an extension of that, but I, I can't stand the word potential. And when I explain to you why, I think you may understand. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not usually one to make a big deal about my size or my height, uh, but being a little taller than average, uh, growing up especially, I had one kind of question more frequently than, than any other. Do you play basketball? I heard that question too many times. Because it'd be someone just checking out of line in a grocery store or fast food and say, excuse me, do you play basketball? You got some great potential there. Or do you play football? You got some great potential there. And, and there have been times where I had to hold myself back and say, why? Are you trying to take the one ring to Mordor? Because as a hobbit, you have some really good potential. I never got that far, though. <laughs> uh, but I, I hate the word potential because just once, just once, it would have been nice to someone say, uh, excuse me, uh, are you a horse jockey? You've, <laughs> you've, you've, got some, you've got some good potential there. You got some, that poor horse. You got some good potential there. Or just once, or someone would come up and say, excuse me, do, do you do ballet? <laughs> you're, you're very graceful. I see some grace in you. Do you, do you, do you have potential there? That, that wouldn't work for a number of reasons. We don't have to get into that this morning. But, but I hate the word potential because I heard that so much. And anytime someone said, you have potential, I always thought in my head, well, does that mean I'm not good enough right now? Because if I have potential for something, that kind of means that as I am right now, it's not working so much. So I started hating the word potential. Uh, but I stand before you this morning as a changed man. Because when I consider what's happening all around the world, when I consider what's happening in, even in the past year in the nation, when I consider all the division and all, and all the, the pain that's happening, uh, I, I stand before you to saying now, one of the, the biggest blessings God has ever given and continues to give this church is potential. What a great word, but when God gives you the chance to be better than we are right now, not saying we're not good enough right now, but I'm saying there's always something else we can reach for, to reach your potential. Which brings us to the, the title this morning, it's Reach. Uh, because I wonder if, if God would actually ask us the question, do you follow me? Because you have great potential. If God would ask us the question this morning at Southwest, do you follow me? Because you have some great potential. So, reach. I didn't think one E was, was enough, so I put three. Because <laughs> to, to really have the idea of potential, it's something you reach for. You reach for. Because if we ever get to the point at this church where we say we've reached our full potential, then I'm sorry, but I think our church has officially died if we say that. Because there's always going to be people to reach, always going to be things to learn, always going to be things to grow in. Because if we ever say we've learned enough and we've done enough, we haven't. So we say we reach for something. Are we reaching this morning? Are we reaching for our potential, for, for things to be better to have more meaningful times, are we reaching for something? Which brings us to our scripture this morning in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 10. We'll read that again. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God, 
not by works so that no one can boast, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I love the part which says that we may walk in them. So it's not saying we have specific, literal things God has put in our place necessarily. It's not saying this specific service project, this specific mission. It's saying that there is a path before you that if you walk that, you'll be reaching your potential because you're walking towards me. If you just put this path in front of your feet and you walk this path that you may live in these good works that I prepared in advance for you to do, that's called potential. There's stuff to do all the time. And there's even a scientific term for that I learned. I'm a very dumb person most of the time. But I remember potential energy from school. And the way I remember it is they said, if you put a boulder on top of a hill and it's ready to go in any direction, it just takes one reach. That's storing up potential energy, meaning it could be magnanimously big. It could be this epic moment where the energy all of a sudden goes forward. Or even we can talk about like a bow and arrow. When when you pull the arrow back, that's potential energy, meaning it's aimed, it's ready to go. And if there's one motion, it goes forward. That's potential energy. And that's what I think we have here is potential energy. I'm saying all the stuff you have before your feet, the things I put in advance for you to do as a church, as a body, you have potential energy. With one motion, one reach, things could change forever for you because God gave us potential. But if we're ever going to get there, if we're ever going to start rolling the boulder down or letting the arrow go or fulfilling and reaching our potential, we have to realize what we already have. Because if we don't realize what we have now, then how are we going to know where to go from here? So at Southwest, we're going to start small because I know it's kind of hard to visualize. But let's realize what we have just in terms of the Southwest Church of Christ. For example, the, the first thing we usually do is sing a song to get everyone kind of up and moving. And I ask the question, were you reaching during the opening song this morning? Did we have potential in mind of, of having a worship experience with God? with praising God with all of your might and reaching during our opening song. We then have a welcome. Now, I have a very long personal history with the welcome, and I can't stand the welcome. I think even this morning, I think I prayed for this Easter Sunday morning. It's not even Easter. That's just how nervous I get. I don't know why, just the welcome I hate it. But in the same sense, do we have a welcoming potential here? Have you reached for someone this morning saying, welcome to our church? And yes, COVID hurts, and we can't high-five or touch or hug, but that is irrelevant when it comes to welcoming someone. Are we reaching this morning? We then sing more songs. We have communion. Are we reaching for communion? Are we fulfilling our potential when we realize what Jesus Christ did for us? Are we reaching for communion and reaching for the experience that God's given us? We read scripture. We have all this stuff happening in Southwest, in this very building. So many chances for potential, for growth, for experience, and for unity especially but are we reaching for it? Or do we do it on Sunday because it's what we do? It's what we're used to. It's the tradition. It's, it's, it's how we go about our lives on a Sunday morning, or are we reaching for what it's worth, which is everything? But that's, 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 that's just this building. That's things that we can do here. Uh, let's, let's talk about ourselves in the community for a second. In Omaha, Nebraska, especially if you pick a direction, any direction, north, east, south, which let's just pick one. And there's so much potential. There's so much, so many paths God can put in front of your feet to go and to do his work, the good works he put in advance for us to do. We can talk about North Omaha, a highly stigmatized area. Well, people say avoid North Omaha. But over there, they do some incredible things. We've worked with community gardens with the youth group there, and they, they do such good work. There's potential there. But if we just stay here, the boulder's never going to go down the hill. 
the arrow's never going to leave the bow. We talk about East Omaha, there's a large homeless population there. There's so much potential there for us to reach, for us to do the good works that are placed before our feet. But again, if we, if we don't go there, the bow is never going to leave, and, and, and the bow is never going to roll down the hill. Talk about South, where there's so, so much potential in South Omaha, with a huge community of, of even different speaking people with different languages, where English might not be their, their first language. Are they welcome to come here? Are we going to welcome them here? Are we, are we going to reach to them? Because if we're not, again, the boulder's not rolling and the arrow's not going. But we have potential. Because here we are in West Omaha right here. And are we reaching our potential here for our community, for the houses around us? Are we reaching our potential? There's so much to do, to just reach. And the reason it's so important, the reason it's so important to realize what we already have, to understand where we need to go, is because the voice of God isn't the only one telling us to reach. It's not just God who sees our potential. It's not just God who puts paths in front of our feet to walk and give us choices to make. It's not just God that, that's telling us to reach a little bit. And that's a scary sentence to say, to be honest with you. We can see from the very beginning, if you go to the book of Genesis for a second, Genesis 1.27, it talks about the creation. And Jim talked about this a few weeks ago, but we can, we can dig deep into this where he, he made man and image in his own image. He made man and woman as himself. In his own image, he made man and woman. And he makes the garden, and it's so beautiful and so perfect. And he makes the trees. You can have anything in this garden, but, but not these trees here. Don't, don't touch them. And then the serpent comes along. And the serpent says, did God really tell you not to do that? And Eve said, yeah, because we're going to die. And he says, you will not surely die. In fact, if you actually read this, he says, you will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, you or your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That one wasn't a lie. He said, if you take this fruit, it's not because you're going to die, surely, but because you're going to be like God, knowing good and evil. That was the temptation there. But if you actually go back a couple pages, in whose image were they already made? They were already like God. They had his image. They had his potential, and they had his capacity for love and compassion and joy and even anger. Like, they had all that and Satan said, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So I, I can just hear him holding up that fruit and saying, reach, reach. Fulfill your potential here because I have great plans for you. I have great plans for you. If you just reach a little bit, I can see that happening over and over again where he just says, you want to be like God? But they realized they were already like him. They, they didn't even know about what was good and what was evil. They, they already had perfection with them. But he said, reach. And this is where we are now, where we know the difference between good and evil, and I wish we didn't. I wish it'd be easy to say that we were so ignorant of all the evil happening in the world because it's going to keep on getting worse, keep on getting worse. In fact, let's look at the past year as a whole. It kind of it started with COVID, where that happened, and all of a sudden, uh, it was a very hurt church because we were scared and confused, and should we meet, should we not, should we mask up, should we not, should we distance, should we not, all this kind of stuff, and that was rough. And then we're, we're over the year anniversary of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all those names that people may still recoil at a little bit. Because in a moment where we should have been together as a community like never before, COVID also kind of hurt that. 
And so we have all these things happening, and it's just really, really rough stuff, and it's stuff that we should have been together on, and we should be together on. And then you tie all that up with a presidential election. Can you hear the word reach? Can you hear the whispers of reach just a little bit? Because if you go in this direction, away from unity from the church, you'll fulfill your potential, but not for God. So again, we have these paths before our feet. We have the voices of reach for something. We have potential in a lot of ways more than just for God. So we have to realize what we already have. We have to be a community here. We have to put one another before ourselves. We have to submit to one another. We have to praise God with all we have because if we don't, the boulder's not going to roll down the hill. The arrow's not going to let go of the bow. And we're never going to reach our potential. So what do we do? We already talked about it. We, gotta, we have to realize what we already have here. We have to realize what we have to fulfill our potential, to do things differently to fulfill God's potential that we have for us. So number one, you bear God's image. Realize you already have that. There is no other image you need. There is no other place you need to go. There is no other person you need to try to be like except for God and Jesus Christ and power through your spirit. You bear God's image. Amen? But before we say amen, realize if, if you agree with that, then everybody else does too. Everybody else does too. Because if you bear God's image, that means you bear God's image. That means you bear God's image. So everyone bears God's image, so we should treat each other accordingly. Not based on race, not based on where you come from, not based on your education, not based on even on what you believe in. Because if you bear God's image, that's the first place we start. We have the image of God on us. So treat each other accordingly. We realize we already have that because if we don't, if we don't treat each other like that, then we're fulfilling our potential in a very different way. So realize you have God's image. You bear the image of God. And number two, we have potential here. One thing we definitely have is potential because there are people who need to feel loved. There are communities that need to feel service. And there's you that needs to glorify God. There's me that needs to glorify God. So we have the potential. We have a church in Omaha, Nebraska, where you pick a direction, there's stuff to do. There's outreach we can have. There, there's, there's lives we can reach. And there are our lives that can also be changed. We have potential. And then lastly, we have a million little voices saying, reach. We have so many voices around us saying, reach for this, because this is where you find God. It's in this church, or it's in that church, or it's in this belief, or that belief, or it's in this political party, or this political party, and saying, reach, reach, reach. But the, really, the real problem with that is, with all these voices telling you to reach somewhere else, how many are actually telling us to reach up? Because that's where we need to reach. If any voice telling us to reach our potential is taking us away from God and the, and the church and the uni we could have, we're not going in the right direction. The boulder on top of the hill could go tumbling down. The, the arrow and the, the boat could go flying somewhere else. But if we're not reaching up, especially for the voice of God saying, reach for me, then we're doing the wrong potential. If you go to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians 4, Paul says a lot about this, and I love this verse. Ephesians 4. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit 
through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ appointed it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we'll no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of men on deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is the Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Do you hear the potential there? Do you hear the word reach? Because it's saying there are things to do. If we grow up in Christ, if we grow up into his head and into his body, we're going to have all this stuff to do if we just reach, fulfill our potential, and, and reach for unity especially. Reaching unity. It says if we will reach unity in the faith and just knowledge of God, that's what we start with. That's the very basis of what we believe is unity, that God loved the world so much that he gave us the, the one thing he could give to connect all peoples reach for it. Do you see the potential we have? Do you see the potential for reaching unity? If you don't, I'll tell you right now that the boulder's on top of the hill. It's ready to roll. It's ready for one single reach, one single push to change everything where the world is so dark and dim, yeah. But God gives us potential to light it up a little bit. The arrow is in the bow and it's pulled back and it's ready to release and we have the potential energy stored up. He says, if you just reach for unity and start there, your potential will be unreal. So it's ready to go. We're going to start reaching now. Uh, even, even just again in this building, we're about to have like an invitation song and we, we're going to sing these words, change me, Lord. And the question is, are we reaching because if you need prayers, if you need to come forward and, and confess or have help or just whatever you need, this is the chance to reach a little bit. And for us who, who are watching you walk forward, we can reach to you. There's unity potential here. So we're going to start reaching now. Because you know what God sees when he looks at this church? What I believe he sees? Potential. You know what he looks at when, when he sees the, the youth group after he digs under the germs and the terror and all that kind of stuff? I think he sees potential. You know, he sees me, he looks at you. A whole lot of potential. So may we start reaching today. On the trip home with your families, there's so much potential for a familial unity that you can start at home and bring to church. Because it shouldn't be a thing where, where Sunday church is how we fill up and then we go until we, we've run out of gas and come back and fill up. No, what we do here should fill up your week. And we come back here and we join together in fellowship and unity and praise God and we have potential to do that. So may we in all things just reach for unity. May we reach to fulfill our potential because I think God is asking us, do you have the gift of my son? Do you follow me 
because you have great potential. So may we in all things reach. Let's stand and sing.